When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Michelle Collins. Hi, David. David, the echo coming. You're godly with your echo. Okay. So let me just tell you about this echo. So (laughs) I, I live in a nice building. It's not like I'm homeless or anything, but my internet Verizon has been out since Sunday and I was wow. going to check into a hotel. I was complaining to the super and he was like, stop. Apparently we have two just empty apartments in this building that are set up with an actual desk and all you have to do. Wow. Why, yeah. So I have literally been here. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm going to have to be there all day working. He's like, there's no one else using it. I've been in this apartment for five days running this show. You're going to be the next Hulu WeWork documentary. Like this is the beginning of where you lose, where you just lose all your investors' money. And I just can't wait for you. I'm excited. Well, let me tell you, now that I'm here, I don't care. Verizon could take a month. My friends are like, you have a second apartment. I'm like, kind of, kind of. You it's just... weird. Why would they have it set up? Like, does the super like buy stuff on eBay there? Like, why is it there? Well, that's a really good question. I personally, mm-hmm. I think it's a we're a full service building and it's COVID and we're not fully staffed. And I mean, I just, um, because people have come, I've also gotten a knock on the door and I'm like, who's knocking on the door? No one knows I'm here. And it's like actual realtors showing the apartment. I see. I see. I see people. But until it looks then, like a nice place. I'll tell, uh, cause we're zooming via video and I can see it looks very beautiful. Nice light coming in there. on a cloudy. Oh, it's gorgeous. Actually. How many bedrooms? One? Two? Yeah. Just one. I mean, That's just crazy. one. That's like, you know, know, New York City. Where do you live in the city? I- I'm in Chelsea. So I'm on the Upper West Side. I've always been a West Side girl for 20 years that I've lived here. But I got to tell you that I think that with pandemic and everything else, and I, I love my apartment. You can see everyone marvels at the staircase behind me. It's a moment. I, I get it. it. I have private roof space. Nobody has that. Almost saved my life during this past year because I could go up and tan and have wine upstairs, whatever. But I've just been here for so long that I want out. And I, I have to remind myself, part of me feels like don't leave the apartment, just get new furniture or do something else because moving is so stressful. But I'm just having this moment now where I think I need a change. So I'm having, you know, my lease is up in October. I have plenty of time, but. 
I completely, completely, so I've lived, this is, I've been in my apartment now for 10 years, same thing. It is in the best location, great building, roof deck, everything. There's nothing more you can want. I'm just at that point of like, I just don't think I, I, I'm, I'm itching to get out. I wonder if it's COVID. Should we move in together? Should we just like get a place? I would love that. We just met 35 seconds ago. I'm like, look, David, here's my thing. I don't cook. I don't like people who cook. I'll tell you this, uh, when I travel, if I get subletters, which I actually never do. But one of the things is uh, they can't cook because I don't want to come back to like fishy smells baked into my crate and barrel access to sofa. Do you get Sweetie, it? Sweetie, so- I have never turned my stove on in New York City. In the- never. I, I have Wait, wine, say, I have wine in my stove. stove. I have wine no, in the I stove. I literally have, I have a margarita, like a uh, pitcher, like this huge glass thing for the summer for the roof in my stove. I have, I've turned my... Um, stove on to like boil pasta this and that i've never turned my oven on in three years hilarious okay so we can there will be no smells there will be delivery food or eating out that's it i'm excited for our journey together even though we just met (sighs) this is so fun look at us all right where are you from i i know you're from miami i am from like new york connecticut i grew up between here and connecticut divorced parents splitting the time you know how it is so i'm like a true new yorker uh, were you in fancy Connecticut, like uh, West Porty or Greenwich? Yeah. Yes, I was. But I'm a very down-to-earth girl, let me just say. Well, I, I grew up poor, and I am not down-to-earth. No, I didn't grow up poor, but you know what I'm saying. I didn't come from, I like, do. Greenwich, but I'm excited for you that you did. Well, here's the thing. So I, like, went to law school. I practiced law, whatever. Let's not even. Wow. But when law school was over, my parents were like, listen, it's been a great ride, and, you know, Good luck to you. So I was taught, like, I wasn't one of those children. You know, listen, I'm not saying I grew up wanting. No, I'm like, saying I want, you, I want you to introduce me to the divorced dads of Westport, Connecticut, and Greenwich. Because I know that, I know that after COVID, there have to be so many, like, hot 50-year-old, hopefully not right-wing, because I can't, that is a deal breaker for me, and it's Connecticut. But you know what I mean? Just like posh Connecticut divorced dads. I mean, well, I mean, I would like a posh Westport dad myself at this point. In my Do you life. know what I mean? You can We're find gonna, one. I know for a fact. Let me tell you, the, that's the thing the go, the, the Connecticut scene. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like you go out there, like I've had moments in COVID where I'm like, why Like, were you here the whole time? I mean, like everyone is gone, man. I left for two months. I went to London uh, and everyone was like how I went for a work purpose. And then lockdown happened the second my plane landed. So I just stayed because I had the room and I also just love London. Like I feel uh, my most, I don't know. I feel it my most self when I'm there. I'm there. It's so beautiful. I love the people. And uh, I was there for two months. Everyone was like, how did you get there? Like, how did you do it? I said, I got a ticket and went, they didn't stop me when I landed at Heathrow. And this was, I'm telling you two days before it locked down, I went to Zara, spent like a grand and then everything was shut down like within an hour. Okay. We, um, we, we really are going to get married now because Zara is my, I'm like high end oh. and Zara is like a gift from above. Literally. I have split so many Zara blazers in half because even their XXL is like cutting it close for me, but I make it happen. They do not account for breasts at Zara. Like mm. they're, it, which is an interesting thing. I know it's a Spanish company. I'm sure there are big fat Spanish tits out there. I know there are. So like, I don't know why they're just not allotting oh, yeah. for this, but it's all right. I do very well there. I love it. But when I got to the airport, not a single customs person, nobody 
it was all robot. Just a door opened and I had my bags and I was in, I was in the Uber. It just was kind of shocking as to maybe that's why the variant exploded because they were just like, come on in, like no rules at all. You had to quarantine for 10 days, but then after that, it was fine. Oh my God. Well, listen, you're very funny. So like, you know, you're funny. Like when you grew up, like before you got to VH1's best week ever, like were you always comedy and pop culture? Like did you grow up loving both? Yeah. You know, I always say when people want to get into stand-up, my whole thing is, okay, were you a funny kid? And that's not to say that unfunny children don't become extroverted or even introverted comedians, but like I was the most annoying child from the age of five singing Shirley Bassey for company. Like that's not normal. You know, like that's just not, it's an annoying quality to have as a child. And my dad was kind of a part-time comedian. My mother's very funny. And so I just was always like that. And I knew really from the age of like five that I wanted to do this it's it's been kind of from birth you know and you just loved pop culture also yeah or it was more what else can you joke about I guess like politics never cared so much for uh I learned to um obviously with the view and then also just with my radio show and with Trump I think we all had to now I'm like extremely you know political and on my show every day I especially during the election I was like out of my mind basically but even with everything happening with the police and everything else I'm I'm involved but uh, your question was pop culture yeah pop culture is just fun you know it's I'm pop culture but I'm also like daily life things in that Seinfeldian kind of like observant way you know that's fine did you love VH1's my best week ever I like how you said my best week ever. That's proof that David did look me up. David did look me up on Wikipedia. I'll have your listeners know, and I appreciate that. I do that too for guests. I mean, (laughs) it's okay. I'm joking with you. I knew, I knew, I mean, I know who you are. We just don't take any guests here behind the velvet rope, but that was a great show. I feel like that was almost insulting. (laughs) No, I mean, I know who you are. I am happy to be here, but I'm just saying, yeah, don't, don't put me down. But yeah, come on. That was such a good show. Really? I, I loved I it. It was great. No, it was funny. I wish we had shows like that. It's, I think it would be impossible almost to make a show like that now because uh, people are just extremely sensitive now. But uh, yeah, at the time, I couldn't get away now with the things that I wrote then. And I, I wrote for their website for like six years, which was a very popular blog. We covered TV. We covered, you know, it was in the time of Brittany and Lindsay and all of these people. And it's funny because they took that website off of the internet. And I remember when they did that, I was furious because I poured so much of my time and my heart and work into it. And now I want to kiss the feet of the person who made that decision to remove it because it just, just get it out. You know what I mean? It's like the internet never forgets, but sometimes it does. And I'm just grateful it did. Just when it came to like the Britney stuff, especially because I love Britney. I really adore her. I want her to be free and be happy. But you know, at the time, the whole site and that show was like, I mean, when she shaved her head and beat that guy with an umbrella, for us, that was like uh, Mecca. We couldn't believe how lucky we got that we could talk about that. And now looking back, it's like, well, obviously she was having a nervous breakdown and that's awful, et cetera. Did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, know you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth 
and thickness with less shredding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth, of course, takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in around three to six months. Listen, it actually really works. I'm not going to mention any names, but a family member of one of the RHONJ, Real Housewives of New Jersey, I know has been on this for around two years, and I saw a huge difference in her hair growth. Listen, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show behind the velvet rope by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code velvet to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, and that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com, and the promo code is VELVET. Enter that, and you get $15 off. When you subscribe, you'll receive automatic monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. What are you waiting for? Nutrafol.com promo code VELVET. Start restoring your hair and your confidence today. Yep. But yeah, sometimes the internet corrects itself, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess with the story it does. But yeah, for the most part, it doesn't. Because look at how many people, when you go back to their Twitter from 10 years ago, things haunt them. And I, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. What about all of the other shows you were involved in, like Chelsea Handler and like Tyra? Like, tell me about that. What what's what do you Tyra? Want to know? Like? I need questions. Well, what's Tyra me, like? Yeah, what is Tyra like? I mean, I've interviewed like lots of top models, you know, and just I mean, is Tyra like as intense as everyone that's been on this show says she is? I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I was not on America's Next Top Model, which I know is going to be a major shock to your listener, um, <laughs> especially when they Google me. But um, I was on her talk show, which had, you know, and again, we're talking about the lens, like the lens of watching something back then when her putting a fat suit on and going out to pre- and pretending to be a big girl was like, I hate to say it. I don't want to say it was funny, but like she was really trying to prove points. Like Tyra was really trying to prove something. Looking at it now through this new woke lens and through this new thing, it looks horrible for her. For a, Personally, for me, she was always cool to me. I had never had a, a thing with Tyra, always friendly, chatty during the breaks, which, you know, some hosts are not like that. They like to save everything, obviously, for camera, you know, but I, yeah. I was, um, yeah, I like Tyra. I mean, you know, listen, she, that is what made her famous. Like you can't be non-controversial and make it in a way. It's like that, even today, looking back at those clips, I mean, some of them are incredibly cringy. I, I can't even believe the things that she got away with, but that's what made her good TV even then, because it's like, what the fuck is she doing? And she did it, you know, and she was, I'm sure even now she would apologize for certain things. The way that she treated a lot of those models on Next Top Model was heinous, you know, and uh, I don't know. But personally, I like her. Do you like Tyron Dancing with the Stars? Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? I don't watch it. No, do you watch it? I don't watch it anymore. I watched it, you know, it was one of those I watched back in the day. Yeah, yeah. 
What about, I know you, before you got your permanent job on The View, you had lots of guest appearances. So how was working with like Barbara Walters, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Rosie? I know you like actual well, questions. These again, are my actual once questions. Once again, to prove, I actually never worked with any of those women because I was on without, I was on with Whoopi and everything else. So Barbara, I did meet. But she like when you guessed it, I thought you worked with some of them. Like before you got no, your contract. Rosie oh. and Elizabeth were off. Uh, it was... Um, Whoopi and Nicole Wallace, who was lovely, Rosie Perez, lovely. Yeah, I mean, it was a dream come true. You know what's to say about it? It was wonderful. How was working like when you got the job at The View? I mean, I read, this is not Wikipedia. I just read that you were- I'm joking. Wait, can I be funny? I, I, can yes, I be funny? you can be funny. God, yeah. Look at how sensitive I got. Wow, we went from like moving into- I know, I'm like, funny. listen. David, No, I'm just out. saying, you know. David, relax. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Um, no, when you were there, like, you know, I read that you got haze. Like, was that the type? Like, no, no, no. You're girl? taking it out of context. I made a joke on the red carpet with some person, some interviewer. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure a lovely person. And I just made a joke being like, oh, the hazing was brutal, you know, because everybody, look, everyone wants to know shit about the view. Don't come to me. I'm not going to be the one to tell you. I, I swear to you. I'm not, that's why I'm not, honestly, that's why I'm professional. And it's why I keep working because that was a joke that I made, which was then turned into a headline. Michelle got hazed of the view. No, I was one of the luckiest people in the world. I got this job. I got a seat at a, at a table that people would kill for even a day on that show, to be on that show. The fact that I was made a host, um, you know, despite whatever happened, uh, there's no way that I can really spin it in a negative way. I just... I, I'm grateful for it because honestly, I have my show now. It's serious. Would never have happened without the view. And I love my job now. I have. I'm one of the luckiest people in the business. I really mean that. It's just a phenomenal place. A ton of freedom. Uh, it's. They let me be myself. They let me be funny, and that's unheard of, frankly. So I have the view to thank for that. That's really true. And everyone was nice. I got along. Look, Whoopi, I love. Obviously, she's the best, and was so supportive of me. You know, it was good. I wasn't, I'm not a drama girl. I don't like to have shit with people. It's not how I operate. Really. And like the media, like you said, like you say one thing and it becomes a headline and then people run with it. Well, that's everything. Yeah. But I would think that you would be a dream job. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Listen, I, you know, one day I'll write a book. I'll put it that way. I, I, if I have stories, I'm not going to be revealing them on a podcast, which I'm unpaid for. You know, the story, the good stories I have, I'll get a check for it's what I'll say about it. You get it. But overall, I, I, I have released all bitterness. There's nothing. It's, it's It was a wonderful experience for me, really. That's good. Did yeah. you grow up, you know, like, just because, like, you worked with Candace Cameron, this has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. but, like, did you grow up, like, yeah. I loved, like, Full House and, like, 90210, like, Melrose. Were you, like, that girl? Like, what what did you love growing up? You know what's funny? I was, I was like, a nerdy kid, uh, bullied for a time. So me I was, too. like, my so. Yeah, I was on my so-called life girl. Like that's the show mm. that I really, really resonated with me because I was Angela. Like this like goth, you know, like except no one made out with me in the boiler room. But in my fantasies, that was like my sexual awakening was Jared Leto in the boiler room. It sounds like a, a game of Clue, doesn't it? Jared Leto with the lead pipe in the boiler room. And that was my fantasy still is, frankly. Um, yeah, I love that. I didn't get into Full House I watched, but I wasn't like a huge Full House fan. I mean, I'm just being upfront. It was kind of cheesy. I liked 90210 for a time. Never watched Melrose Place. Um, what else did you ask me about? There was another show. Like yeah. Saved by the Bell. Never liked Saved by the Bell. I liked, you know, classics. I loved, I'll tell you what I watched. Uh, and I feel like we're around the same age. I watched 
227. I watched Amen. Amen, which I think is one of the funniest shows ever. I watched In Living Color, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. You know, I'm trying to think of the sitcoms that I- 227 was, was really little. 227 is hilarious. There were shows, I mean, I watch sitcoms today of shows that were made in the 80s and 90s. And I'm like, we've not topped this comedy. Like comedy has, if anything, devolved. We were peaking in the 80s and 90s. That was when things were their funniest. So, yeah, but Saved by the Bell to me was just painful. No. Speaking of Jared Leto, isn't it just yes. like, you know, we, we, we see all these people when we're young, we're young. Isn't it amazing how just, and I understand lots of people have helped, but like, isn't it amazing how some people just age so well? Like well, Jared, Jared Leto, is, I mean, he's Jared a freak is of a nature. Human, he's a human vampire facial. Yeah. Him and Paul Red should be studied by scientists once we figure this whole COVID thing out. They should take those machines and just like point their lasers at Jared and figure it out. Cause he's over 50 now, I think, isn't he? He's old. I old. think he's, I mean, he's right old for what he looks like there. And I mean like the body, but also oh John Stamos. I'm back. Oh, thank oh my God gosh. for that. David, I lost you and I panicked. I really Michelle, so if, to you. if you're going to lose me this early <laughs> in our relationship, I mean, listen, we have to move in I together. Know, we're living together. We're going to go to Connecticut and meet dads. And a lot of a lot of people live in Westport now. Like Christian Siriano lives there. Jay Manuel. I've been to his house. Christian's wonderful. He's a friend of mine. The house so is to die for gorgeous. That's why I know Westport because of Christian. Honestly, not you know. I can't tell you how much traveling I've been doing in the past few weeks. And airports and airplanes are packed. People want to get away. Listen, if your dreams of that vacation or enjoying the fun of life are turning back into a reality for you. Don't stress over the financial setbacks that can keep you from saying yes. Credit Karma is here to help you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on a good time. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals because your goals may not be the same as my goals. With a selection of options and approved odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence and you will be on that beach enjoying that drink in no time. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast. Or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. It, I, I love how Christian Soriano is our Westport reference. And he moved there like two months ago. I know. We're like, like, what a Westport native. He's been on the cover of Westport. <laughs> Go on. This, um, well, also John Stamos. John Stamos is aging really? in reverse. Oh, no, 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 no not Westport. Westport. No, just the look on so him. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Stamos. I mean, listen, uh, it's so unfair to compare anybody in Hollywood to like anyone else. Look at Luann. You want to talk about someone who's aging in a way that may God grace me. And I'm grateful to know her a little bit because... I need the names of whoever makes that happen other than her own, you know, genetics and working out and discipline. She looks phenomenal. She's 55 years old. I'm sorry. She looks better than anybody. Yeah. I need yeah. Yes. And yes. 
I knew were, it all. You, were you always speaking of Luann? Were you always into housewives right from the beginning? That yes, that yes. Listen, I'm a garbage person. I don't want people to think because I didn't watch Saved by the Bell that I'm some sort of intellect. I love the housewives. I love Bravo. Bravo, in my opinion, has created its own culture. Don't you think? I mean, it's it's um, yeah, given a place for women and for a certain kind of man uh, who loves gay reality men. and whatever else. I you know, gay or so. I know there are a lot of straight guys who watch Bravo too, but it's a very specific person. Also, there are a lot of women who don't watch Bravo, but you hear what I mean. To find each other and to like kind of make a connection. And it's funny because I did Luann's cabaret show in a couple of cities, which was a whole experience. And I will tell you that the audiences at those shows, for, to me, it was the same energy as like a Comic-Con where everybody there loved Housewives, didn't matter what she did on stage, you know, they were just excited to be there. And so, um, and, and it electrified and many were drunk. And uh, it's just given a, a place for people to drink rosé and not feel judged. And I feel great about that. That goes for all of Bravo, I think. And they can talk about Bravo 24-7, like a Comic-Con. Yeah. Do you not watch Bravo? Are you not into it? Are you kidding me? Oh, you That's all. It. Okay, good. Like 98% of my guests here are like housewives and ex-housewives and Bravo. Like Bravo is like my religion. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you. Because, I mean, you've been on let's, Watch What let's Happens. Let's go, baby. Honey. I mean, I want to talk to you for a lot of reasons. Um, what, what is it like being, I mean, I've seen the land show many a time. What is it like being part of it? Like, how is that? I mean, it's, honestly, I'm not just saying this. The energy in the room is electric and like, they just want to be entertained. It's people who are just drunk for the most part and they're there to have fun. And so, you know, Luann does her thing. They love it. Obviously they're excited to see her, you know, cause it's like Luann and um, it's just fun. It's, it's almost like being at a massive bachelorette party, which I realize does sound like a nightmare, but I promise that in person, it's really fun. And the, the fans are so nice. Like I've met some of them after the show, yeah. just going out to dinner with like the guys in the band and stuff and they'll come up and they're really smart and just lovely people. And it's an, it's a really, it's just wonderful. I'm having all these Zoom problems. Welcome to like doing shows via Zoom where it's just hell on earth basically, but I'm so sorry, David. And people are like non-forgiving if the sound isn't perfect. I'm like, has anyone turned on Kelly and Ryan? The sound is not perfect on Kelly and Ryan. People fade in out of their Zooms. Like, deal with it. We need we need a Gelman on this show is what I've just decided. You need your super to come in and be our Gelman, and that's it. He probably would. I know. What about Ramona? I mean, she's looking pretty good, don't you think? Oh, they all look good. Listen, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's vampire facials or just new filler that's not on the market from Moderna or something, but uh, Ramona, who I am sure I would almost laugh if she was vaccinated because I feel like she's like secretly an anti-vaxxer. She looks great. They all do. Sonia looks great. I mean, they, listen, why shouldn't they look good? They're rich. They, yes, they work, but I wouldn't consider it like a nine to five job going in as like an HR manager or something. You know, they have a cushy job. They're living in these beautiful homes. They should look good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite franchise? I always say, and I tell people who don't watch this one, and I'd love to hear what you think too. Um, I personally love Potomac. Potomac to me delivers on every level. The women are gorgeous. They're hilarious. They bring the drama. They fight. Um, honestly, the humor and the class of Potomac, because I feel like they all also dress beautifully. Even Giselle, I'll say, although her taste level is sometimes questionable, but I love it. Which, what's your favorite? 
I mean, I always say just because it's what I know, New York, like I relate to the, like, I'm single. Like I relate to the, like, let's go to the bar and have our third martini and sometimes fall off the stool and go home. And the next day, let's get up and have a whole nother day of like, I'm up. Let me ask you a personal question. Yeah. This was not on your wiki. I'm going to ask it to you. Please do. Do you drink, you know, I'm giving you shit because it makes me laugh. Do you? It's because you like me and you're bonding with me. That's how I do it. Okay. Do you do you really drink until you fall off stools? And that's not an intervention question. I'm curious. No. Now, before, okay, no, no, and no. I never do. I am, I did have moments where I'm like, am I an alcoholic? Not even try, but COVID has proved to me, like, because I basically didn't touch alcohol for months and months. I just realized wow. I'm just a social girl. Yeah. Like, I don't want to yeah. drink at home alone. I'm the type that, like, if you want me to meet you out at 11 o'clock at night, it's not happening. But if I'm out, and now I'm having a good time and someone's like one more. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like, I'm just that, like once I'm in the zone and I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, now I can stay out. I don't always stay out. Well, that's night. New York. That's yeah. New York. You know, it's once you're out for me, it's like if my hair and makeup is done, honestly, I did hair and makeup for you and I was going to clean my apartment and now I'm like, okay, I have to go out. Cause like, I'm seeing that it looks great. So I'm like, now nah, I have to go get lunch with someone. You are done. all, you look good today. I mean, you always Thank look you. good, but like, hopefully you didn't. I mean, safe. Like, I'm casual here today. No, I mean, I'm one of those people who it's the opposite. People are like, you were really drunk last night. I'm like, totally. Like I can keep it together. Good. And I'm like that three martinis is good for me. Two is very fine, but I'm not like seven drinks. Let's stay, you know, even though I'll stay. You and I are the same. You and I are exactly the same. Two to three martinis. I'm good for the night. Um, And I like to consider myself a good drunk where people don't even know necessarily that I'm like that. But I really have cut friendships off with people who are bad drunks or who are sleepy drunks. And I'm not saying drunks, like I'm out every night, like, you know, hiccuping in a sewer, but it's just, you know, people, when you go out with them for dinner and then they have a drink and they fall asleep at the table, I'm like, sis, stop drinking. Like you just, you don't have one then, you know, if that's what happens. No, I'm the same way. We're lucky. Here's the thing, like one martini is not enough. Two is really probably what I should have, but three is just my happy place. And then, yes, there are some nights I have four, but that's very rare. And then the next day I'm like, ugh. But I also think we should bring up glass size. And what I mean by that is I believe that restaurants that serve martinis in those little Great Gatsby bullshit cups should tell you before they bring it to you in those French 75 cups Say, listen, we don't have those big Didavon Tees ones, which is what I expected the Hillstone glasses, I call it, where, you know, you go to Hillstone to get a martini and it's a pint. It's a it's a prohibition bathtub full of, you know, Grey Goose. You, I could tell you're dying to agree with me and I'm excited. Okay, like we are literally the same person. I, you don't, do not understand. I say this all the time, all the time. I describe it as like the French 75. And the thing is, I will do vodka on the rocks with a nice lime if I knew this was your glass. I don't want this glass. It's not, it's the portion size and it's just, now I don't want this. Now I want it on, you know what I mean? It's it's not what you, I I I don't like drinking out of it. First of all, I feel like I'm doing a shot. Like I literally take the sip and the shit is empty. And I'm like, okay, there's 20 fucking dollars gone out of my pocket. I assume I can curse on your podcast right now. I've not had any martinis, by the way. Um, it's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway 
Sunday sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the Getaway Sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at Crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I, I say that all. About to hear that. I, I mm-hmm. hate it. I say, and it's like, I don't want this drink now. I just don't want it. I just, that nice martini glass where it's about to spill and you can barely pick it up. That's what I want. I'm going to dinner tonight with a friend at, have you been to Hillstone? No. Which like Hillstone, Hillstone? Wait, what, where's it's the now? chain? Where's... It's like, uh, yeah, it's okay. like, I would say, it's is like, it like a in... cheesecake factory. It's okay, a cheesecake yeah. factory smoked a cigar is Hillstone. Cause it's like cheesecake plus um it's in Gramercy is it like on Park Avenue South there's two there's Midtown East and then Gramercy so I will tell you this and I actually personally hate uh blue cheese olive that's a controversial stance I know just not for I don't want cream in my drink like it's not for me I just don't like olives Ooh, yeah I like a lime twist or a lemon twist in my martini and if literally if there's an olive I'll have to send it back like I just I have the aversion to the taste and now may I ask what's your background what is your background Jewish I knew because of the name, but I didn't want to assume. It's funny when a Jew doesn't like an olive because I can go really? hog wild on some zaytine. Yeah. Is there, do you have family in Israel? No. No. Because your last name almost I, is like Orthodox. Yeah. My sister and father are more religious than me and my mother, but it is a very ethnic name. Yeah. Yes. And half of my family has the last name Holiday. My uncle changed the last name to Holiday. So like they all, they're like, they all have the holiday. With everything going on in the world and all the technology around us, I used to find it so hard to disconnect, turn my mind off, and relieve stress. Well, not anymore. Unidragon's wooden puzzles have solved all of that. They are the highest quality puzzles. All the parts have their own unique shape. They're not like your average puzzle. And in fact, they actually become collectible works of art. They're fabulous and memorable designs and images. They have animals too, tigers, wolves, pandas, unicorns, and so many others. These are not your average puzzle. Laser cutting is used so all the parts perfectly fit together and is such high quality. It's great for myself, but I've used it for so many gifts for friends and family. Unit Dragon's puzzles have changed my life. So listen, you guys need to head over to unidragon.com and use my code VELVETROPES and you get 10% off your first purchase. That's right. Just by listening to this podcast, head on over to unidragon.com. That's unidragon.com. Use my code VELVETROPES and you get 10% off your first purchase. These puzzles are intellectual. They're high-end. They're stimulating. They've changed my life. 
Well, funny enough is that I'm a Jewish Collins because we changed our last name when I was little. So we are also pretending we have gentrified ourselves. Yes. Sometimes I just, when I was young, I used to use the last name Holiday and want to change my last name. But now we're here, here we are. And that hasn't happened. No, it's a great last name. I like it. It made me feel like I was having a podcast with a relative. So I enjoyed it. In like New York, it works, right? Because we're all juicy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Do you have a favorite Bravo show? Like, and what's your favorite Bravo show that's not around anymore? And then I'll tell you more. Well, you know, it's funny because I know that Andy had put this um, poll up on his Twitter about reunions. I'll name a couple because it's hard for me to pick just one. Right now, look, I love Below Deck. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this season of Sailing Yacht. I have to keep it honest with everyone. I just don't like the people on it. I don't like the captain. I'm just feeling very empty from it. I watch it still, but I'm Did just Did you like last season though? Because I didn't like last season either of, of Sailing Yacht. Um, I liked it better than this season. I didn't mm. mind it. This season, for some reason, I just really, I just don't believe in people and I don't care who hooks up with each other. I find them all a bit phony. Like, I, I'm just not feeling it. From past Bravo shows, okay, first of all, the two that I'll bring up, obviously, New York City Prep and Gallery Girls were like, and, and right, they came out right in an age where I was like around the same age as these Gallery Girls. Those shows really had an impact on me. I mean, I love them and I can't believe they were both single seasons probably used to do that they would sprinkle us with these single season shows princesses um, like of long island with chanel and all those people uh but i also love to share genius with uh, tabitha you know i liked those makeover shows they also got rid of those which i don't really get i i love those shows what see these you? are all my guests every like this is 99 percent of my guests are these bravo bravo past and present these are all my new york city prep was phenomenal Phenomenal because I also loved Gossip Girl. Did you watch Gossip Girl? Never watched Gossip Girl. I know it was so good. I'm, I'm strange. People don't. People think they know me. They don't know me. I don't. I never got into those kind of shows. I don't know. Yeah, like I would have thought you would love like Nine and Two One Zero and all that stuff. No, Ladies of London though. Ladies of London. I'm here. Ladies for it, was good. It was good. You know, maybe because of my seething, searing jealousy that I wasn't myself in London. I watched the, how many, was it two seasons or three? Three. I mean, like, it was not very, three. Yeah, three. I think I watched the first one. And then, and then there was that tragedy, right? Didn't somebody die on the show, which was horrible. Annabelle, and I don't yeah. Know, very sad, yeah. But New York City Prep and Gallery Girls, those were good ones. What Gallery about, was so Potomac mm-hmm. is your favorite housewives. I would say, so like, yeah, New York is my favorite. Very excited Beverly Hills is back. And I mean, yes. see Erica. And what do you think of Kathy Helter? Is she, are you getting excited for it or- um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I like the season. So I'm curious to see where it goes. I think I'm more excited for New York. People are excited about it. You know, last season of Beverly Hills was hard for me. Um, I personally am not like a huge Sutton person. I know that I'm sort of on my own. A lot of people really like her. I just know that for me, when I watch these shows, I'm always like, okay, who would I be friends with? Like, who are my girls on these shows? Okay. And in Beverly Hills, like I like Kyle. I think I could be friendly with Kyle. Maybe Erica, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. But sorry, I actually like Dorit. I do. I, I like Dorit. I, I've come around to Dorit in a big way. I'm a fan. But yes, Sutton, I don't know. I'm that kind of flat, waspy, like wealthy, disconnected energy to me is so gauche. And to watch it, obviously in a show where everybody is wealthy. So that's not the thing. But it just, it doesn't connect with me. I, I don't, I'm not a fan. We're going to have to really calm our way through Westport. We're going to have to push all that waspy energy out I of know. the way. 
I'm a real enigma because I say I actually don't love that energy. I say it almost as a joke because I'm like such a Jew that it's funny, you know. But when I meet like super true wasps sometimes who aren't aren't easy with a laugh, put it that way. Yeah. Um, and that's how I connect with like a little giggle, this and that. Uh, it's hard for me, for sure. I could see that. Yeah. Who's your favorite housewife? Like, who do you want back? That's just who comes to the top of your mind. Good question. You know, Andy asked me that on Watch What Happens. And I said Bethany because I couldn't think of anybody else. So I said, um, I said, Bethany, now she has that show on HBO Max, uh, which is like her Shark Tank, I guess, or something along those lines. I don't know. I, I'm... You know, it's tough for me. I I'm I love Bravo. I love Housewives. Uh, but I don't know who. I watched that video that Kelly Ben Simone posted. I don't, I don't know if you saw that, where she, like, explained the background of Scary Island. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. I made it maybe through five minutes. And I was just like, this is rotting me from the inside out. I cannot watch any more of this. And I stopped it. I don't know. I, I feel like when they get rid of someone on that show, it's for the best. There are very few people where they, honestly, like Lisa Vanderpump, maybe, I think, did class that show up a little bit. But... They're finding their way without her, is my opinion. I need to. I always, people are always like, I can't sleep. To me, I always say this. I think the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. Like, you know, okay, Bethany's gone. Like, I, I liked Bethany on the show, but the show went on. Lisa, like, that's just how I always feel. People like yeah. lose sleep over someone leaving. What do you like reality, like, other than Bravo? Like, do you like, like, big, like, big brother, survivor, like that type of stuff? Shark Tank? I watched... I watch all three of those shows. They see those are the kind of shows I really, well, Survivor, I believe is the best show on television, period. Um, it's funny because I know HBO, I believe has all the past seasons and I watched the very first season and then I probably took eight years off and then started again. So there are seasons of Survivor that I've never seen. And I was debating watching it, not from like starting at season two until I remember what happened, but it is so much time. It's like, it's like watching Love Island. It's like 45 hours. I'm just like, I can't, I watched Stissel in three days. I don't know if you watched that on Netflix. It was phenomenal. No. Oh, it's great. Have you heard of it? No. What is that? Oh, Stissel? Yeah. It's um, it's a scripted series from Israel, actually, about uh, Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem. But it's it's really an interesting show. I, I it's, it's getting a lot of um, promotion here in the States. I didn't just find it randomly. It's like a lot it. of people are watching it. Yeah, it's good. Speaking of Netflix, you just did you watch Selling Sunset and Bling Empire? I did. I watched Bling Empire, not Selling Sunset. I like Bling Empire. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I was like, I can't get enough. Well, also speaking of, because you hosted After Paradise, are you a huge Mm. Bachelor fan? I love that we're going, we're just like rattling off all the shows. Let me think. Bachelor, um, I used to be a bigger Bachelor fan. Um, I just am burnt out. I think I feel that way. Honestly, I'm going to have a real moment with you. It's kind of almost hard for me to talk about TV. I'm going for once on this podcast. I'm joking. I feel like uh, I'm a little burned out with TV at the moment just because I've watched so much of it. And I was in Miami where I'm from for a couple of months. um, And I found myself watching less and less television. And it actually freed me from this kind of a prison. So I watch Shark Tank every week. I'm excited for Survivor to come back. I know that's happening soon. Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of like, I'm a little burned out with TV, to be honest, outside of couple of bravo shows and survivor i don't know if you feel that way too i'm just like like let's talk about anything else i'm just kind of you know bachelor i stopped watching 90 day i stopped watching i watch less like i'm shocked i shocked myself 
at how I watch less TV now than I ever did as well. Yes. Yeah. Like things that I just, because because I found I was watching things just for the, like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I I should watch this. So then it was on in the background. I'm like, but I don't pay attention, but for more than five minutes, I'm like, that means I should probably give it up. Right. You were watching it. Like I watch it to be part of the conversation, to be able to talk about it. You know, I have, as you do this podcast, I have a radio show. With 90 Day, especially when I watch it, I mean, we would have callers passionate about it. I just had to take a step back because I do think a lot of these networks are oversaturating us with so much. I will hand it to Bravo. The thing I love about Bravo, they don't make the show longer than an hour. One hour in and out. I get my fix. I can move on with my day. Bachelor, there were Mondays that had three hours of Bachelor programming. I'm like, listen, I have two eggs left. One has dust on it. I need to get out there. I cannot be sitting here watching, you know, and then the Chris Harrison uh, thing. It just, the whole season felt cursed. And I just feel like the show, I don't know what they need to do to like, um, stage the room for the bachelor but something has to happen i'm i just need something new Uh, i would agree with that what about you know your serious show midnight Mm -hmm. snack your podcast you've interviewed so many people who are like who's some of your favorites that you've interviewed you know, it's funny. We, uh, well, so on serious, we have, um, you know, at least one or two guests every day and it's five days a week. So when people ask that, I'm always like, well, we've had so many great guests that it's hard. I actually will tell you this, that I would say 98% of the people who come on really both the podcast and serious are, they bring it with charm, humor, you know, I won't name negative names once in a blue moon, we'll have someone on who just doesn't want to be there. And I'm like, look, I'm helping you promote your show. I don't need to talk to you. Like you can actually hang up. Why, why force me to sit through this? Just go, let's make it five minutes and then go do whatever you're doing. Like I had one person once yawn in an interview. And I will say this to your listeners who don't know me. I um, am a very entertaining interviewer. You know what I mean? Like I don't ask the usual questions. I I really try to connect with people on a personal level and try to have a conversation versus just like blue cards, you know, what you see on Fallon or whatever. That's my style. You don't raise your Wikipedia. I know that, you know that I'm joking. No, you know, what's funny is that I only, wait, 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 David, David, I literally only ever look at Wikipedia. That's my research. So that's why I'm giving you shit. That's not a joke. Like I really do. But then it's about trying to, you know, oh, how have you been during this, whatever, just to get to know them a little bit and make them laugh and, and ideally vice versa. Podcast has been great. We had, I mean, we have so many great guests on the podcast. Bianca Del Rio. Have you ever uh, met Bianca? Yes. I used to go to the, so Intermezzo in Chelsea. I don't know if you know, it's not around anymore, but that's where she got her start back in the day. No kidding. Now I'm really dating myself. Date yourself. Bianca was like, you know, they had the drag brunch at Intermezzo on 8th Avenue between, I think it's a sex store now, or it's right next to a sex store. 8th Avenue. Oh, that place. That place. Right, yeah, you see? And every Sunday, drag brunch, it was like, I think, nineteen ninety nine for endless amounts of champagne, which, yes, it was the cheapest champagne you could find. And Bianca Del Rio oh. was the... And when she got Drag Race, everyone at Intermezzo, all of the regulars were like, oh, no, she's she's won. Like, people were like, no, I'm like, no, this this is this person is winning this season. And here we are. But she's great, Bianca right? Bianca is a, is a legit comedic genius. Like... There are a handful of people, and this is going to sound cocky, and I really, well, it is already sounding cocky, so I got to like correct it, but, you know, I, I love talking to funny people, like, it's how I connect with people, and most times when I'm talking to someone brilliantly funny, 
it makes me funnier where I'm just like, you know, yes, like we can build off of each other. There are a handful of people that are so, 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 so funny that I get a little bit like, especially when I first met Bianca, I was like a little shy girl because I mean, she is so quick and so funny. And like her whole vibe is kind of insulting people, which also rewind back to my bully child days, you know, makes me feel a little bit shy, but now we're very friendly. And I really think that she's one of the funniest of all time. Like truly. You, yeah, I can't picture you shy. Yeah. No, I'm saying it happens rarely, but it does happen. Sometimes, you know, if I have a guest that I love, I interviewed Carol Burnett on Sirius, which was like a life dream, obviously. And uh, I was a bit shy with Carol, you know, especially if a guest is of a certain age, I don't want to come through like, all right, you know, shock jock energy. I want to be like a little lamb eating a little piece of meat, you know, just very genteel little sheep lit. You get it. I get it. I'm the same way. Like there's certain people that I interview where I'm just like, you know, I'm nervous, not nervous, but just like, I need to show respect. Like this is like an idol of mine. Is Carol Burnett, like, I mean, who else? Like was your, your comedic icons? Comedic icons, I would say from the time I was little was probably Joan Rivers, obviously, and George Carlin were like the two big ones. Um, Joan is everything. Joan is everything. I think one of the funniest stand-ups forgetting even his brilliant acting work, but probably what my favorite standup is Martin Lawrence, believe it or not. Martin, if you've never seen his standup from the 90s, is just brilliant, like brilliant on a level of joke telling, storytelling, where his jokes go, where you're just completely not expecting it. it. I really think he, even though he's a many times over millionaire and has obviously seen so much success, it's more for his like physical comedy and things like that. His mind is brilliant. Obviously, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, I mean... Um, Adele Givens, uh, you know, God, I, I grew up in a house that loved comedy. So we were always watching, you know, I Love Lucy and The Honeymooners, uh, all, all these British comedies. We just were very steeped in in the culture of it. When you mentioned, because I've had someone yawn on me too. I've had someone, I've had someone ask, the same person asked, like, is this over yet? <gasps> and then eventually. I'm dying to know who. To, yeah. It's a housewife an ex-housewife and take and take the cell phone and then like walk out to get into her car the the car was on and I'm like sweetie like either like I mean okay everyone goodbye because she's driving away like I don't know what to say in person in person has happened or over zoom over zoom so she was like on the and she's like and I seen but I agree 98% of people are lovely no matter and you know it's always like the big big names that are really great that you're like you should be and are like, no, I, I can stay, whatever. And it's the others, the people you wouldn't really expect it from, right? Where you're just like, same thing. It's like, I have a show every day, sweetie. Like, I have no one's interviewed you for like how many years? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be driving away. And same thing. Like, if you don't really want to do this, why are we here? Why do it? I mean, I listen, I, I won't name any names either, but it's happened a couple of times with, and you're absolutely right, with people who I begrudgingly said yes to interviewing. And then they're the assholes. And I'm going, hold the fuck on. Like this, you know, and not that I'm anything. I have, you know, I'm, I'll kiss the feet of anybody. You know that. I'm not like that. But it just, you agree to do it. So just play along for right. 10 minutes. I'm cursing a lot while you're you really curse. unleashing something within me. I know, but it's not classy. And I'm a class act, David. I can't help it. Listen, you don't turn on your stove. You don't cook. You like martinis and you hate French classes. So, I mean, you, you already had me, Michelle. We connected at the beginning, Rumi. What and else? You're, and you're a West Sider. Um, I know. 
what was I going to say? Anyone that you're like dying to interview, like if you could. It's funny. So yes, uh, actually I have a funny thing to tell you. Well, obviously Martin Lawrence has always been my top. And it's even when I was on The View, they knew that he doesn't really do interviews because, you know, he's, he was on a show here and there. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, Celine Dion obviously would be a dream obsessed Funny story, though, is that at Sirius, I think still even today, when my show, people who are driving who turn on my channel, you know, it'll see the Michelle Collins show. And then some satellite will bring up a photo of not me, but Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. And I have had DMs. It may have changed, but I have DMs from the beginning where people go, why is it Michelle Williams? Like, first of all, people thought I was Black for the first year of doing my show, which, by the way, like, better like I'd rather you know what I mean that like yeah makes the show better but also it's just like a funny like they couldn't fix it I said look it's just misleading people are thinking it's Michelle fucking Williams in the meantime we had Kelly Rowland on the show maybe a month or two ago could not have been nicer such a fan talk about her true talent I mean Kelly is just it in every way and I just found out that Michelle Williams is going to do our show now Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams, not um, Heath Ledger's Michelle Williams, at the end of May. So we've had two out of three of Destiny's Child. There's only one left, David, and that would be the true dream. Although I fear sometimes they say, don't meet your heroes, and maybe this is one of those times. Although I did meet Joan Rivers a few times, and she could not have been any lovelier, any more generous. That's what I'll say about that. She would be a dreamish Joan Rivers, if that was a possibility, but... Beyonce, Beyonce. oh, I mean, that's one I think you would have to be a little nervous for. Oh, I would be cropping my pants. I would be like the woman who drove to Florida in the diaper. You know what I mean? That would be my face. The eyes would be popped, diaper on. I mean, I Beyonce is one of the few performers who I will pay any amount of money to see live. Because you know what? You're paying for her and the show. It's not... I love Lady Gaga. Love, love, love. I saw her at City Field. We had we sat behind Dorinda, funny enough. We had great seats, like right on, you know, by the stage. It was an okay show. She's a great talent, but there was no spectacle. I'm going, I just paid like $400 to sit here. Give me some water splashing. Beyonce comes out, dancers, the back. It's, it's an insane experience. And I really recommend everybody um, go see her live. That's like me with Madonna. I will pay any amount of money. It's, I don't care. Yeah. I need to be like row one, two, three, four. I need to be there. Wow. I need to be in it. I need to see it. And it's just, it's Madonna. Have you met Madonna? In passing. Do you know what I mean? Like never like anything formal. I've met Cher four times because I've gone to Vegas and paid to sit in the front and then do a meet and greet. But Cher is the Wow. Post. And then every time you're just like, what? Yeah, I have emotional moments after I meet Cher. It's just, it's Cher, right? Like, you know, it's like when you go to the Wailing Wall, I always say, and I know you've not been, but- No, I've I've been to the Wailing Wall once. Have you been? Oh, you've been. Okay, God, did you do birthright? No, I went like, I'm one of the horrible Jews that I've been to. I've been like, I used to travel before COVID. I've been to Israel. I mean, I went to Egypt, Jordan, all over. And eventually I'm like, my parents are like, do you ever want to go to Israel? Because you've been to all these other. And I'm like, yeah, it's so eventually Israel came up on the list and I went to Israel and I went to the Wailing Wall. So go on. I mean, I will say this for just having met you for whatever this is an hour. I would think that you would be most welcome in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is one of the like gayer to gayest cities that, of course, so it's, it's, you know, but they, there's like Cute a whole beach, hot Jewish guys. It's, it, Tel Aviv is great. But I, what I was going to say about um, meeting someone like Cher, when you went to the Wailing Wall, 
I am not religious. However, I always feel very moved when I'm there because what I always say is there has been so much energy poured into this wall for thousands of years, people tucking notes in and crying and it's insane. I mean, it's just so moving. And I feel that way about Cher. There has been so much energy poured into this person. Like she has been around forever. It's like with all these divas, honestly, you know, they've just been the focus of so much good attention. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of, um, shock jocks you mentioned a shock jock is like can you feel the air of mr stern when you walk around the serious and are you a huge howard fan because i mean talk i mean to me howard's a genius well of course no he i don't think you become howard stern unless you're a genius like there's just no way he is brilliant uh i'm a huge fan i listen to him driving to high school every morning in miami and there were times where i would be laughing so hard i'd have to pull over because like my eyes would be clouded with tears I actually have never met him. I've met Gary Delabate a number of times. He's lovely. Howard has his own thing at Sirius. You know, he's his own wing, his own elevator, um, his own paycheck that certainly none of us see. Um, <laughs> but I will say that he uh, walked by once. I think he was doing something for 60 minutes and we were on the air and he walked by and, you know, he's, I've always wanted to meet him because he's so tall. I'm six foot one. I think he's like six, six. And I just want to see like how he looks at me because he's a tall wife. You know, I just want to know like, yeah. how does he look at me? And he walked by and we saw him and I waved and blew him kisses. He had obviously no clue who I was, but he walked by. That was a highlight for me, but we've not met him. And you know what? One day I do believe I I will meet the great Howard Stern. I love his wife. She does incredible work with um, the North Shore Animal League, which is an amazing place to adopt an animal from. So they're, they're really great. And Robin's really funny. Love Robin. Yeah, they're all great. Where did you first meet Andy Cohen? Like I know you guys, and do you love your Watch What Happens live appearances? Is that always a treat? Uh, I love that on? show. I think I think it's one of the only good late night shows, to be honest with you. It's like one of the only shows that feels raw in the best way and not, you know, completely produced down to the last second, which is how I personally like to watch things. Yeah. Um, when did I meet Andy? I think I, I remember. I remember where I met him. I met Andy because I was a writer on Kathy Griffin's talk show, which was on Bravo, you know, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And I went to a taping of Watch What Happens and we met and he knew me from the show because I used to make appearances and was so lovely to me. Andy is actually someone, if we're going to talk about being weird around someone, I, I've i only recently learned to chill around Andy because like I've met him so many times now that I can just be normal. But Andy to me was like, oh, it's like Andy Cohen. Like I would get very excited. I was sort of like fangirling for Andy for such a long time. And I just wanted him to like me. Like I, it's really quite embarrassing, but I was like, I just want Andy to think I'm funny and now I think we've really hit a good place with our friendships. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I can be normal now around Andy Cohen. So out of all these people you interviewed, like you've been on the show so many times, you were still nervous around Andy. Not this last time because it was via Zoom. But you know, it's like the first time I was really shooting myself, I wore a hideous dress. I looked so bad. I don't, you know, when the pressure really is on to look good, like when they're, it's like, this is it now or never. I'm at about 50-50 where when I look back at pictures, I'm either like, wow, I really look beautiful that night. Or why didn't anyone just Same stop here. me? Like, why didn't, yeah. Like, why didn't someone sit me down and say, this isn't going to be good on you. Like, put something else on. Right. I've never really had a stylist, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like how I dress, but I can't wear black dresses every day on TV or whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. Would you ever want your own talk show? Well, why are we all here, David? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I have one technically. 
You do. You know, you do. Technically I do. But no, I I just read that they gave John Mayer, and I know John's very friendly with Andy, that they gave him like a, I guess he's going to do like a Jules Holland show, which I actually do like that for him versus like a comedy late night show. Um, I know that they're giving more opportunities. There's all these platforms streaming this and that. But yes, that that would be the end game for me. Daytime or nighttime, just 3 a.m., 8 a.m., Anytime you don't care. And yeah, you do have your own show. I mean, I didn't mean it like that, but I just mean like- No, you no, know, no, a televised talk show. Yeah, of course. No, I think that's what everyone is in the game for. Don't you think so? I think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't turn it away. What about like this whole, you know, like you mentioned, like cancel culture and like, you know, this is taken off the internet, you know, like everything that's going on now with talk shows, like, you know, Sharon Osbourne. And do you think we've gone too far? How do you feel about cancel culture? I, it's almost like not my place to say. I think that the thing with Sharon was just a shit show. She chose to leave. I, it was probably for the best for everybody, including herself and the viewing public. Um, I think if you just say stupid shit, it can come back to you. I, I do think that people are waiting to hear the stupid shit. Like everyone's like, who's next? You know, yeah. but that's, that's where we find ourselves. But it's kind of overcorrecting for a reason because we've been so, um, we've let so much badness Lip and slide by that now is sort of a time where people are paying for it so you know i could say if that you, if you are not a shitty person you have nothing to be worried about if you're not racist you don't have anything to be worried about you see what i mean it's like just be a good person and like you won't get canceled is my official take i do mm-hmm. what's next for you besides going to hillstone tonight for dinner and you said uh, last night next? you were at babo and you said it wasn't as good as normal Glad you brought it up on the air. Yes, I was at Baba last night. It just was like not great. You know what I decided though in COVID? I'm paying money to sit at a table. Like the food doesn't matter. I'm not there to have the meal of a lifetime. Here's 150 bucks. Serve me some drinks. Give me shitty pasta. Thank you for letting me sit here. That's my new like takeaway from eating. Uh, I agree. In certain restaurants, I mean, I don't know about now, but like a few weeks ago, like the prices were, I went to Kraft, you know, Kraft. Like I haven't been there in years. We just ended up there and we were all like, this is not your normal, like, it's just whatever it was. I haven't been there in years, but I'm like, this, this can't be the real prices. It was like, just marked off. Like, and I'm like, I think this is because oh. of like the 25%, which I know we're past now. I just think that's restaurants are doing that, which again, I was They're, like, I'm not yeah. arguing. I just, I, the fact that's that right. I'm sitting here and drinking and seeing human beings, I don't care. That's where I'm at. Any year, let's reconnect about that and see how we feel. But yeah, um, I forgot what the question was. I'm sorry. What's like, next for me? Yeah. What's next? You know, listen, I uh, we're doing podcasts every week. I have a couple other things in the works, as they say. Um, I will be in London a bit this summer, which will be exciting. Uh, hopefully, maybe performing there. We'll see about that. But um, yeah, I just want to get back on stage. You know, I had a show at Joe's Pub before uh, lockdown and I want to, I love Joe's Pub. If you come to New York and you've never been, it's just the best venue. So Hopefully that'll happen again and big things, David. I'm, you know? I need to come see you at Joe's Pub when you're back there. Yeah, you really should. It's it's a really fun show. I think you'd be surprised. It's a great space. Yeah. Where can everyone find you online? Thank you for taking your time. Yeah, of course. Chatting um, what me. if like all the housewives show up? They're like, wrap it up. No, I'm going to go. Once this is over, I'm going downstairs to get my FedEx package and I'm going to clean my apartment. But Your uh, apartment looks very me. charming. It is cute, actually. Thank you for noticing. Like uh, let's see. At Mish Call on Instagram, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L and on Twitter and Sirius XM Channel 109 every morning, normally from 7 to 10 at the moment, 8 to 10 because of COVID and, uh, and Midnight Snack on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a really fun show. 
And if you guys are listening soon, possibly Queen B will be a guest. We're going to put that out into the universe. Yes. I love how you think. That's really nice. Well, we'll have Michelle Williams, which is honestly that's good enough for me. I'm excited. I love her. I'm excited about it. That's really good. You can come back on any time. We need dinner. Thank we you. need drinks. We need to move Thank in together. Thank you for having me, David. Yes, all of this and more. I'm excited. Uh, congrats on your wonderful show, by the way. Thanks again. Congrats on yours. Keep in touch. You're amazing. I will send you an email. And I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it was this really was fun. fun. Love to, uh, love to join too. Be fine. I know. You're Bye. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.